Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Wednesday, May 26. All the U.S. futures indices are up about 30 basis points, so that works out to about 13 S&P points, 100 Dow points, and 37 NASDAQ points, so 30 basis points across the board. No major discrepancy between growth and value in the U.S. this morning. The major European indices are trading up about 20 basis points overall. Um, Mixed price action, so again, no major growth versus value distinction. Banks are leading on the downside off 80 basis points, but tech also is underperforming along with basic resources. We're seeing outperformance in Europe in media, retail, healthcare, and energy. And Asia generally ended higher across the board with a couple of minor um, pockets of underperformance. So, you know, a relatively quiet morning. Again, you know, this is very much a dead zone of news and liquidity in the days before the Memorial Day holiday. Um, as far as major macro catalysts are concerned, you really only have the PCE Friday morning. That's kind of it for this week. Um, and a lot of people's minds are on the long weekend. So that um, you know is going to create a lot of volatile trading action. But you know at the end of the day, the market is still very range-bound. It has not moved the S&P um, for about a month and a half at this point. So we're kind of still running in place. So I think it's important not to um, conflate what's really just noise with important signals. All that being said, a couple of items to note on the news front. Um, you know, the Fed is talking about talking about tapering. So, you know, this has begun to seep into the Fed messaging now for a couple of weeks. It was in the minutes last week on Wednesday. Clarita, the Fed vice chair, yesterday came out and suggested that the Fed is talking about talking about tapering. You had the San Francisco Fed President Daly on CNBC use those words as well. You know, I don't think that should be revelatory or shocking to anyone. Economic data, the rebound in the economy, the fading of the pandemic all suggest that the Fed should be considering dialing back asset purchases. The question is one of timing. Um, you know, I think so long as the Fed does not signal a taper before November, the market is perfectly comfortable um, with this conversation getting underway. And I, you know, that's why the, the market has been relatively calm, um, despite this messaging shift at the margin from the Fed. So the Fed has one major data point left before the next meeting on June 16th. And that is the May jobs report that comes out next Friday, June 4th. Um, so I think that will determine how explicit Powell will be in his press conference on the 16th with regards to tapering. But clearly that, you know, that messaging process is now underway. Um, you're also seeing, again, on a global basis, central bank policy is shifting in a more hawkish direction. So New Zealand, obviously not a crucial central bank, but you know, still still watch relatively closely. The New Zealand central bank came out this morning with a much more hawkish rate forecast than expected. So that has New Zealand dollar up a lot. That has New Zealand yields up a decent amount this morning. Um, and that follows other central banks. So remember, you had the BOJ kind of had a quasi taper. The BOE had a quasi had announced a formal taper. The Fed messaging is shifting at the margin. The ECB has been talking down tapering chatter ahead of its June 10th meeting. So yet another ECB official out this morning talking down speculation of a taper announcement on June 10th. Um, but again, I think just like the US, an ECB taper is more a matter of when, not if. 
Um, so central bank policy at the margin on a global basis is shifting in a more hawkish direction, clearly still enormously accommodative um, on an absolute basis. On the U.S. fiscal policy front, you know, there are there are so many headlines to note that um, so many kind of meaningless headlines to note. So you have the White House and a group of Senate Republicans are still talking. You have a group, a separate group of bipartisan senators that are talking about a deal. And then you have the Democrats urging the White House to just completely pivot back to a partisan reconciliation path with regards to talks. Um, you know, I chronicle a lot of all these moving pieces, but I think at the end of the day, um, it's important not to get caught up in all the noise, but just kind of take a step back. And I think the conclusions are still largely the same, that the risks of very big tax hikes in the U.S. are still low. Um, you know, I still think you could get something around $750 to a trillion dollars of largely unfunded, meaning no tax hikes, um, spending focused primarily on physical infrastructure, and that's over 10, 8 to 10 years. So again, that's not all in one year, like all the prior pandemic stimulus bills have been. This is more spread out over time. Um, I think this is going to stretch out for a while, probably into the fall, if I had to guess at this point. Um, you know, remember, Republicans obviously are opposed to um, any types of tax increases, and they're also opposed to you know massive incremental spending. If you look at a lot of the um, proposals coming from the Republicans, a lot of it is repurposing existing stimulus. It's not authorizing incremental stimulus. Um, but Democrats have a big problem, again, within their own party, especially in the Senate. You have a number of centrist Democrats for a variety of reasons. And I've been writing about this and I have a lot of it on the website. You can reach out if you need more detail. Um, but for a variety of reasons, um, you know, Democrats do not have the votes to pass um, the Biden family or jobs bill as they are currently written. So, um, you know, I think this still has a lot more to play out. I think the market right now is focused on risk, the risk of tax hikes, and it's comfortable that that risk is low, which is, again, why the market isn't paying too much attention to all the detail. Biden's global minimum tax is one area that the there has been some momentum building behind it. So there is a G7 finance minister's meeting coming up next week um, in London. So that's next uh, Friday and Saturday, the 4th and the 5th in London. It looks like the G7 could agree um, on a global minimum tax proposal. Now, again, this is a non-binding agreement, and I think it's more of an agreement in principle. Um, there's still a lot of specifics to work out, but there is some momentum building. I would just say, though, that the G7 is a small subset of the G20, which is itself a small subset of the OECD. So you need the entire OECD to agree on this global minimum tax, and then you have to get it passed through Congress. So I still think it's way too complex to become reality, but the headlines um, are pointing to some increased momentum for it. Um, no major economic data this morning. Like I said before, you have the uh, the PCE on Friday is probably the last big economic number for the U.S. I will just note that the U.S. data now for several weeks, aside from the May flash PMIs out last Friday, has been falling short of expectations. Um and I think that coupled with a couple of other items, including this slight hawkish shift in Fed policy, along with um, China's steps to curb inflation, to curb commodity price increases, all of that is contributing to the Treasury rally that we've been seeing, which has kind of forced yields a little bit lower. Um, you know, and there is actually the I would say the narrative ahead of the jobs report next Friday is for it to be another underwhelming one, and that's contributed to what you've been seeing too which is allowing treasuries to rally. It's also allowing tech to outperform cyclical. Um, you know, I think that if you were to really see a, a notable decline in growth momentum in the US, that's not going to be good for anything. 
Um, you know, I don't think we're in this kind of bad as good phase with regards to growth in Fed policy. Um, we'll just have to watch the data closer over the coming weeks. But, um, you know, that is kind of the, the, the mini narrative right now is that you are seeing kind of a plateauing at best, if not a mild weakening in U.S. growth momentum. Um, and that's kind of contributing to the rally you're seeing in treasuries and tech outperformance. Um, nothing new to say on COVID. Again, U.S. COVID headlines are all uniformly bullish across the board. Uh, more reopenings, uh, decline in transmissions, increase in, in vaccinations. You crossed the 50% mark yesterday with regards to the percent of U.S. adults that are fully vaccinated. Um, and then Europe is, you know, again, a couple of months behind the U.S. with regards to its numbers. So it's going to be experiencing, um, you know, a similar type of news flow going forward. That uh, That's pretty much it as far as macro news is concerned. On the micro front, the earnings last night out of the U.S. were pretty much all bullish, agile into it. Um, Toll Brothers, Urban Outfitters, Zscaler, all positive. Um, Nordstrom is probably the only disappointment. And then in, in Europe this morning, Marks and Spencer was also strong. That stock is trading higher. Just quickly on the calendar for today, it's pretty slow. So you're going to have the CEOs of all the major banks testifying before the Senate that starts at 10 a.m. And then you just have earnings. So um, Abercrombie, um, and Dick Sporting Goods before the open. And then tonight you have um, a bunch. So you have uh, American Eagle, you have NVIDIA, um, Okta, PSTG, Snowflake, and Workday, among others. So that is everything for today, Wednesday, May 26th. Thank you for listening.